good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut, didn't cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Bonjour, relatives. This is Zoe Allen filling in for Robert Pilot tonight. We have a very exciting show lined up for you, but before I get into it, I just want to remind all of our listeners that this portion of the show is brought to you by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. Tonight, we will have special coverage from Robert Pilot on the Warrior Woman event he attended this past weekend, which led up to today, February 27th, 2023, which marks the 50th anniversary of the occupation or liberation of Wounded Knee. Later in the show, we will have sacred animal advocate Wendy Pilot on, but first I'm going to share some native news, followed by some important updates from our very own Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. Our first story today is more of an update regarding student loan relief under the Biden administration. On February 28th, the U.S. Supreme Court will hear two legal challenges that were successful in temporarily blocking the Biden-Harris student debt cancellation program. They anticipate a final decision in June. If the program is permanently blocked by the court, student loan payments will resume 60 days after June 30th. Approximately 26 million borrowers applied for debt cancellation in the first month of the program, and 16 million borrowers have been approved. In local news, over the weekend, there have been important updates regarding the Roof Depot demolition in East Phillips, Minneapolis. According to the Defend the Depot Instagram, a court has issued a temporary restraining order against the demolition, which was scheduled to begin today, February 27th. The conditions of this order are that the East Phillips Neighborhood Institute, or EPNI, will try to get the appeal heard as soon as possible. Secondly, that the EPNI only has to pay $10,000 in bond and that they have two weeks to raise that bond. And lastly, if the costs um, to the city get out of hand, the city can ask for a reconsideration of that bond. The bottom line of this is that the demolition has been halted for two more weeks, which is a huge victory for all of our relatives who have been showing up and protesting in order to protect the East Phillips community. If you're able to please donate to this cause, um, you can follow the Defend the Depot Instagram account. Their handle is at Defend the Depot. Um, if you go onto their page, they also have um, other ways you can support their mutual aid efforts. Um, I think they have a account set up for getting coffee for elders in the area. And of course, they're also um, gathering donations to pay that $10,000 bond. Um, but basically, this is a huge, huge victory um, for our community as the demolition was scheduled to start today, and any time we can get to push it off further um, will help our cause. So really appreciate if you can check out the Defend the Depot Instagram page. And 
now we will be listening to some updates from Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan. Buju, this is Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and I'm joining Native Roots Radio with an update from the Walls Flanagan administration. What a week of Minnesota weather. I hope that all of you are able to stay safe and warm through this winter storm. This is a, a timely reminder of the importance of safe and stable housing. For those of us who have safe homes, this winter weather can be an inconvenience. But for our relatives experiencing homelessness, it is dangerous and even deadly. Governor Walls and I proposed a bold housing stability package with a total investment of over $1 million to support our neighbors experiencing homelessness, renters, and first-time homebuyers alike to meet their housing needs. And one of my most favorite parts of this proposal also includes a $44 million allocation that would go directly to tribal nations to support their work to address homelessness in their own communities. Despite the weather, our partners in the legislature have continued to send great legislation to the governor's desk, some of which has been in the making for decades. This week, the Senate passed two critical pieces of legislation, restore the vote and driver's licenses for all. We are now only one step away from restoring the right to vote to over 55,000 Minnesotans, as this bill, having passed the House and Senate, makes its way to the governor's desk to sign. Voting is one of the most basic building blocks of our democracy. And in the state of Minnesota, we don't just believe in democracy. We aspire towards an inclusive democracy where we support voter participation and work against voter suppression. According to the numbers from the 2018 election, 6% of black Minnesotans and 9% of Native American Minnesotans were ineligible to vote because of felonies, compared to 1% of white Minnesotans. After folks have served their time, continuing to put up barriers to their involvement in our democracy does not make us stronger. In fact, the right to vote for people who represent us is one of the most important ways to ensure people get and stay connected to their communities after incarceration. I'm thankful for Senator Bobby Joe Champion and Representative Cedric Frazier for leading on this important bill. And we are completely indebted to the advocates who have kept the faith and kept up the fight for years. Another important piece of legislation that passed the Senate this week is driver's licenses for all. Restoring access to driver's licenses for everyone in Minnesota is long overdue. It has been years in the making. This is about safety and security for families and for all Minnesotans. Parents should be able to safely drive their kids to school. Workers should be able to drive safely to their jobs. And everyone driving on our roads should have access to the necessary training and licensure needed to drive safely. This means that anyone can access the training and licensure regardless of their immigration status. With more people having the ability to safely transport themselves and their families, and with fewer unlicensed and untrained drivers on the road, we are all made that much safer. Everyone deserves to fully participate in their communities without barriers and without fear. Both of these bills are about restoring the rights of our neighbors and our friends, our relatives, community members, and they're also about keeping our community safer and more connected. Even through a snowstorm, uh, our legislature continues to show an incredibly productive session. I'll keep updating the Native Roots Radio audience as we continue to make investments in improving the lives of all Minnesotans. It's good work. Chimi Gritch, Pina Gigi. And back to you.
Jimmy Gwitch to um, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan for giving us those really important updates. Um, you're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Zoe Allen. I'm filling in for Robert Pilot today. Um, coming up next, we'll be hearing from Robert, actually. Um, he's not in the studio today, but he's on the road um, all the way in Porcupine, South Dakota, about a nine-hour drive from Minneapolis. Um, he's heading back. Um, had a really sounds like he's had a really great time hearing from um, former Amesters, uh, Wounded Knee um, people, and of course um, many of our matriarchs, including Madonna Thunderhawk. Um, so we're really excited to hear from Robert in the next segment. Um, and this is Native Roots Radio. Um, stay tuned. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. We are your relatives. We are your relations. Brothers. Sisters. Sons. Daughters. And and some some of us are your grandchildren. We are your community. Historically, we held places of honor and respect. Because of the impact of colonization, some of us are rejected, thrown out from family, friends, and community, set up as targets for sexual violence, sex trafficked, humiliated, tortured, and murdered. Everybody has the right to be safe. We are your relatives. Remember, homophobia is not traditional. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Hi, I'm Scott Shamblot from Shamblot Family Dentistry. We're the fear-free, shame-free dental office. If you're having a dental emergency, we'll try and get you in the same day you call because we don't like to see anyone in pain. And we'll help you get through every appointment in the most pain-free way possible. As my daughter Rachel says, If you don't see my dad, please see another dentist. Take care of your teeth because they're the only ones you get. Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and St. Paul. Find them online at shamblotfamilydentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. Welcome back to Native Ritz Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Bonjour, relatives. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Zoe Allen uh, filling in for Robert Pilot today. Um, so we're actually going to hear from Robert any minute here. Um, he should be calling in from the road. 
Um, he was just attending the Warrior Woman um, event this weekend in Porcupine, South Dakota, which was commemorating the 50th anniversary of the occupation or liberation of Wounded Knee. Um, and before we get into that, I just wanted to remind you all that this portion of the show is brought to you by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. So hopefully we can get Robert on soon. Um, I know uh, service has been a little bit of spotty for him um, just because it's South Dakota and as flat as it is, you can't always get the best cell service. Um, but I was looking on um, the Facebook of the event. It seems like there's been um, great attendance. Lots of people went. I know that they were doing some oral histories for folks um, that attended. And they were actually um, able to record people right there at the event um, to make sure that they were gathering people's stories um, because, you know, our stories are really important and not having them documented is um, really difficult for our community. So it's really wonderful that the War Woman Collaborative has been able to bring those resources into the community. And, oh, awesome. It seems like Robert is ready to come on. So I don't know if we can hear him. Alrighty, any minute now. Um, but yeah, so Warrior Woman, um, the collaborative, really important project. They made a um, movie commemorating um, the women of AIM because, you know, their stories aren't heard as much. I'm here, Zoe, um, if you can oh, hear you me. you can hear me? Okay, great. I was just like, ah, I can't hear you. Okay, great. Lovely. You know, what is my, right. my, my cough? my coffee cup says you're on mute and that's what was happening. I was talking to the badlands here. I'm pulled over here in uh, South Dakota. I'm looking over the bad, the badlands and uh, listening to uh, a great job that you do and are doing. And uh, the future of native roots radio looks great with you and uh, Ogama doing such great work. So thank you for stepping in in a good way. And I'm really excited, excited to talk about, American Indian Movement and uh, Wounded Knee's 50th anniversary of the occupation. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, you saw some pictures that I had, uh, Zoe, and one of the things that I, I just want to maybe run through what, I, what I've what i done and then maybe talk about uh, our third segment where I have some warriors that were young, young people that uh, heard the call of Wounded Knee and mm -hmm. showed up from all over the country and it was really interesting. I, uh, so let me get, get going with that right now. Um, we got in, uh, it's a roughly a nine, 10 hour drive to, uh, where we had to go to, uh, celebrate, uh, Keely's radio station's 40th anniversary. And Zoe, I don't know if you know this because you're a young one, but that, that, that <laughs> was the first native owned run station in the, in the, in the nation. And, wow. uh, you know, the American Indian movement made that happen. And uh, it's been uh, 40 years and uh, a lot of good things. You know, I, I think about Wounded Knee, a lot of good things happened at a relatively quick time after the occupation in 1973. And one of them was, you know, of course, we could, uh, the Religious Freedom Act in 1978, we could uh, 
do our own religion our own way. And uh, I always talk about the irony of that, Zoe, is that, mm, uh, yeah. you know, this country was supposed to be based on <laughs> freedom of religion. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, Funny story, right? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Yeah, right. Hey, so uh, I went to that, and Bill Means, whose brother was, it was Russell Means, and uh, who is one of the founders of American Indian Movement, and he was young uh, during the during the the occupation, but he was there, and uh, he runs. He's a uh, I don't want to say he runs, but he's like the chairman of the board. So AIM still has. Uh, a, you know, relationship with this great radio station. And, and it, it was fun wherever we were going this weekend, people had, had the station on, you could hear the radios and, um, and I think soon native roots radio will be on uh, either the best of or daily shows soon on Keeley radio here in South Dakota. But uh it's just right. I'm looking over the Badlands and thinking about the weekend. Um, and I know you were mentioning when I was having problems with my phone here about the warrior women project on Saturday. And, Mm -hmm. um, what was amazing is the people that showed up for the 50th anniversary. Now there were some that couldn't come because of the weather, but there were people, Zoe, uh, their lawyers came that helped them afterwards. And it was amazing to see, you know, excuse me, but these older people show up, show up there, but they were law students and just getting out of law school in 1973. And these guys were, they helped, uh, they helped the American Indian movement so much. And they, and they really, it was a life changing uh, a, a lot of these people, it was life changing, kind of like Sedanian Rock was for me. And I know a lot of people, but Wounded Knee changed a lot of people's life. And we know there's, uh, through the Warrior Women Project, because as you know, and we try to amplify this all the time on Native Roots Radio, is that the woman led the way. It might have been, you mm-hmm. know, the press might have fell in love with Russell and Dennis but the women were the backbone and running things in the background and they weren't getting the press. And I think that's why the warrior women project specifically is so good to remind people, uh, during that era and during right now uh, and for forever that our, our women have run, uh, and, and, and led us. And we as Mm -hmm. men are supposed to back up our women and support them in everything. So just to, just to let everybody know, especially our white allies out there, Zoe, that that's the way things are meant to be in Indian country. Yeah, yeah completely. Matriarchs are incredibly important. And, you know, a huge part of colonialism was making sure that our whole system, our government system, our societies were just flipped completely upside down and backwards so that we couldn't remember or couldn't access those important teachings that, you know, our women come first, our women and our children come first and our men follow. Um, so that's really incredible. So was, um, were you able to hear from like Madonna Thunderhawk? Like who was there? Who were some of the speakers? What was kind of the um, setup of the event? Well, that's a great question. And uh, 
I'll probably get into it more in the in the coming days, but just let me give you a quick synopsis. So they showed a clip of uh, a 14 minute clip of the warrior women. And again, the, the lawyers showed up, which uh, I think uh, eight out of the nine were women. Um, Madonna Thunderhawk. I, I stayed, I got to tell you this quick story. So I stayed with warrior women when we got in there, but they were at a bunkhouse. And you know what that means, Zoe, that they're bunk beds. No. And so I was on the top <laughs> bunk bed. And, you know, being old and have to go potty and, you know, getting cramps <laughs> and things like that, it wasn't conducive for me to be up there. So we cha- we went to the casino hotel after that. But I got to hang out with Madonna. And it's always good um, uh, good medicine to be with her daughter, her sister, and Beth, and all those people working in the Warrior Woman Project Uh it, it, it's it, there was a lot of good medicine. I saw Ruth Buffalo this weekend. I saw Red Dawn Foster. We got a selfie in there, and uh, just good medicine to see all these people supporting, uh, uh, you know, supporting what AIM did and does, mm-hmm. and especially you know, I always tell the story, Zoe, that you know my uncle talks about this is that. Everyone was ashamed to be Indian until the American Indian movement came about, especially as our, our urban Indians. And uh, they really helped us speak up and, and do things. And uh, you could see that what I got from this weekend, Zoe, was kind of what they talk about, the great the greatest generation. I saw people that were normal people that did extraordinary things. And right. still are doing to this day. And would not the fanfare of the news. Um, mm-hmm. As you probably will hear in that Roland, we'll do the next segment. There's people that are still doing things for their community, which they should be. But it all started at Wounded Knee. And, right. and they brought it back to their communities. Because not everyone was from South Dakota. They were from all over the world. And I ran into people that were from California uh, that heard the call. And came came here because things were getting hairy, and um, some people were there the whole seventy three days, other people thirty nine days, seventy days. But it was great to see ordinary people that did extraordinary things. Yeah, really, and highlighting those stories, right? Like I think that's such a beautiful thing in the Warrior Woman film. Um, if you haven't had the chance to watch that, um, I'd really, really um, support that idea to all of our listeners out there. Check it out. Also, it's free today. Um, I believe this is the last day. It's free on their website. You can just check out warriorwoman.com and it should come up. Um, but I think we're going to have to take a little break, Robert, and we'll just come right mm-hmm. back to this after um, a couple messages from our supporters um but stay with us this is native roots radio this is zoe allen and robert pilot um we'll be right back after the break
Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. Hello, this is Ellie Krug with Ellie 2.0 Radio. Now my show will be on Saturdays from 10 to 11 and replayed on Sundays from 1 to 2. You will get to the best of Ellie 2.0 with talking about idealism, with guests who come in and who are idealistic, who are trying to change the world, and you will get me, Super Idealist. Tune in. We can't wait to hear from you. And you'll hear from me, Saturdays from 10 to 11. This is David from The David Pakman Show, where we expose the Hatriots, liars and Trumpists weekdays at 2 p.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hey, it's Patrick. February is the month for love, but when was the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? If your carpet hasn't been professionally cleaned, you are breathing unhealthy levels of nasty dirt, dander, bacteria, and germs that keep recirculating again and again. And what's worse, you're going to be stuck inside breathing that nasty stuff for months. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love for you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Get three rooms Zero Resified from the Twin Cities' number one carpet cleaner starting at just 119 bucks. Plus, this month only, they are throwing in a free hallway to sweeten the deal. But hurry, this deal won't last long. And because love has no limits, Zero Rest is going to take 75 bucks off your air duct cleaning. You owe it to yourself and your family to breathe healthy, happy, and clean. Call Zero Res right now, 952-Zero-Res, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the AM950 special. Zero Res. SeniorCommunities.Guide is your free online website to find housing, care, and resources for seniors in Minnesota. Use the powerful, award-winning search tool to quickly improve your search. You will have all the information you need to contact providers directly without any hassle. Start your search now at SeniorCommunities.Guide and follow us on Facebook for interesting articles, helpful advice, and how older adults are changing the world. Hey, it's Tom. Many local utility companies and cities have recently renewed incentives for installing solar panels in 2023. This is great news for people looking to go solar, but the electrical grid can only handle so many systems being added to their current infrastructure. The electrical grid has limited space for connecting solar energy systems, so it's important to secure your place on the grid and go solar before someone else takes your spot. All Energy Solar is hosting a winter webinar where you can learn more about local solar incentives and electrical grid congestion. These webinars are free and open to the public, no matter if your property is residential, commercial, agriculture, or even something else. And during your webinar, an expert from All Energy Solar will be available to answer all of your questions. If you're someone who has thought about going solar but are unsure if it's right for you, these webinars are a perfect way to learn more. Interested in attending? Visit allenergysolar.com webinar to register for an event and see what incentives are available to you. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lulia. Partly cloudy tonight with a low of 20, then a chance of snow on Tuesday with a high of 35. 
Hazel's Northeast offers the most creative comfort food you'll find for any meal of the day. Hazel's is located at 29th and Johnson in Minneapolis, minutes from 35W. More at hazelsne2go.com. You're listening to Native Roots Radio. This is Spirit from Reservation Dogs. Get up and listen. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and this is Robert Pilot. Boujou relatives, this is Zoe Allen filling in for Robert Pilot today as he is on the road. Coming back from Porcupine, South Dakota. Um, from an event marking the 50th anniversary of the occupation or liberation of Wounded Knee. And so we got Robert on the line here. Um, But right before we jump into our conversation, I just want to say that this portion of the show is brought to you by the Native American Community Development Institute. All right, Robert, are you here? Hey, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Awesome. awesome. I'm still looking at uh, this beautiful Badlands, uh, all these hills and mountains and sediment. Uh, it just makes <laughs> you feel in a really good way, um, this beauty out here. I, I, I got. I just want to jump in real quick and, 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 and amplify what you said about the Warrior Women Project and the, the women that led it. It was a beautiful uh, day on Saturday doing that. And then um, today... Uh, uh, we ended with the march in four directions. People walked seven miles to the, the gravesite of Wounded Knee and with song and dance and prayers. And it was a beautiful thing to witness. I went up there and put tobacco out on a few graves up there and uh, had my own ceremony before people came. But uh, it's it's a beautiful place to be. And um, our ancestors are there and they are there mm-hmm. and they'll always be there. Um, yeah. and then, and then I got to tell you too, Zoe, I went and saw this other movie called, uh, uh, I wasn't a little skeptical about it. It was uh, done by a reporter that was in wounded knee. Um, hmm. and he basically did a great job. He told his story. He was bunking with Anna May. He knew Anna May really well. He knew all these people and he was really accepted, um, uh, by, uh, the people of Wounded Knee. So he did a documentary and had brought in a bunch of people in and interviewed him and he told his story. And I got to tell you this real quick before we go into this clip is that uh, he was running the, the somebody, you know, they marked it off where they wouldn't let food come into Wounded Knee and they were trying to starve him out. And uh, some people airdropped these plane, the, this food into Wounded Knee's compound. And as soon as they uh, they went to uh, get the food, these uh, helicopters were zooming in there and starting to shoot at the people that were trying to get the food, you know. And this this uh, reporter, young young reporter who did the documentary, said there was somebody running behind him, and he said what he asked him what size shoes he wore because he thought he was going to get killed and end up with the shoes. So it was one of the funny points of this documentary and, and it was really done well from wounded knee to standing rock is what it's called and okay. what i what i want to do zoe here is i have three gentlemen that did a q and a and they just kind of told what their calling was and why they showed up to standing rock and so 
maybe we can end my segment here and I'll take off uh, with with this uh, rolling of these three people and they'll introduce themselves. And I just, uh, I thought it was very interesting. And then, uh, and that's play that. And then I will see you a Monday and Pinagi for all the great work you're doing. And uh, um, thank you. And uh, let's listen to the clip. All right. Miigwech, Robert. Um, yep. And yeah, now we'll listen to um, the clip here of the interview. Talk about how you up. got in and how you got there, but could you guys um, tell you what was like the driving motivation for you? Just what made you see like this is the moment I'm going out there because. Yeah. Go ahead, Richard. Okay. <clears throat> Can you guys uh, state your name again, dude? Uh, Richard Gregory Whitman. <clears throat> well, for me, you know, I was uh, I'd gone to Indian school in New Mexico with some students, and they were from Pine Ridge, and they were from the Minneapolis area. And we were, you know, we, we only seen Alcatraz and something on the news, you know. And then we, I went to school with students also who talked about the fishing rights in Washington. So we wanted something, you know. It was still, it was still a, a, an Indian boarding school in a way, you know. It was the Institute of American Arts. Here was a new school to use your culture to create from. and. Um, but still, it was limited. So, you know, I, I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of pain. I, 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 I wanted to push back some way. And um, so when they came back, the fellow students go home for Christmas or Thanksgiving in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah, there's a new organization, 68. I was talking about AIM. <coughs> so they brought some... You know, some testimonies from there, you know, I'd encourage us. And so um, when that happened, you know, I mean, uh, when Wundini happened, I, I was ready. I mean, I, I'm actually ready. Something, anything. And, and as soon as I arrived at Wundini, then I ran into my old school buddies, Danny Longslow, Julie, Pine Ridge, and Eddie Tukro. I went with him to Wundini. And so. I figured I, I knew I was on their res, their culture, their language. They knew the politics. So I hung with them and um, um, changed my life, gave me direction, you know, gave me, a, as Tiger says, we look back at Oklahoma, at our own home turf. Maybe we can do something, you know. And I think that was. Uh, um, I had a question a while back about what advice would I give the young people? You, know, so you, you, you can do something, you know, individually or organize or, or share with each other, support each other. And um, so, you know, that was 50 years ago, you know, and that, that was my time of um, um, the Lakota people took us in and shared. And um, all those people there, like I see that Gladys Bissonette, you know, Lou B. And, Moose Camp, Ellen Moose Camp, and Old Man Tom, just all those people, you know, they, they took care of us. Gladys Bissonette, you know, came our mother down to White Church. She always saved food for some of the bunker guys and uh, coffee and oatmeal. Well, I don't know if I answered your question. Oh, that's good. But, about you guys, what was it that actually just got in your heart to get you up, to get you out there? Well, I'm Willard Carlson, by the way, and 
as far as record. Uh, there was a lot of things happening against Native people that I was aware of, you know. Maybe not everywhere, but but even in our part of the country, the, the police and was very heavy-handed, you know. Uh, murders, um, taking a native up in a, to the third floor to jail in Humboldt County, uh, you know, stop the elevators and put the boots to them, and um, people get murdered. So it was happening in the country, and and I think I think after I didn't make it to Alcatraz, but my mother did, and a few others people, and so that really stirred my interest. So it was kind of like it was kind of like a lot of things were like brewing, like you know building up, and I and I think too that um, like Kevin was saying, uh, uh, AIM was a thunderbolt that started. Uh, uh, awareness to uh, what are the things in the Indian country and what I found out was when I came to this land here was it wasn't just about the one tribe, it was a bunch of us. We didn't ask for tribal IDs and different things, identification, hey, you're a brother, we were brothers, and we, were, we were partners and then so I, I had to be part of it. I wasn't, I mean, like, quite a few, it took me a long time to really think about it. Some people were the peacekeepers, holy people, some, some worked in wherever their position is, uh, dance leaders, ceremony leaders. Well, some were warriors, and, and some were different types of warriors. Like, when we went and left Porcupine and finally got a guy to go in, there was two holy men that were Iroquois, and they they didn't uh, they they didn't go ahead and handle weapons and things like that. But there was four of us or eight all together. But four went to Rosebud, took the vehicles, and four of us went in with Iroquois and a young man his la his last name from Porcupine. His name was Horse. He was like 17 years old. So his family really welcomed us and thanked us for, you know, they, Californians ain't, we're not, we're not on surfboards in LA. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we, you know, we were, we were warriors, you know, we, we had to fight too, you know. We just had smaller drives. Californians were um, damn near annihilated the whole state. So it was like Richard says, you know, wanted to get something back, and, and, and you had this. It wasn't really what I would call, oh, I was meaning to go kill somebody. I was just ready to defend the rights of people and their beliefs and what they were fighting for. That was me. And I was always for the underdog or a person that got bullied, protecting, I see in this high school I went to, and finally I transferred over to Hoopa High, which is uh, the neighboring reservation where there was more Indian people. And I felt that easier. I didn't like the other schools. And it was uh, pretty bad. It was very bad. The teachers, uh, war hoops, uh, 
trying to make you wear, you know, you think, well, I'm gonna wear a long sleeve shirt because they were, you know, want me to do some square dance and I refuse because they were trying to do the war hoop, make me square dance same time. I just felt it was wrong. And I got reprimanded, so heck, uh, I had to find my own way, and that was the way for me. I'm here. Oh. Hey, Richard. I, was, I saw your daughter in the, the lobby, and uh, I always know. All righty, I think we're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we'll hear from Wendy Pilot, Sacred Animal Advocate. This is Native Roots Radio, and this is Zoe Allen filling in for Robert Pilot today. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. This is Winona LaDuke of Honor the Earth, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. I'm awake. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is sponsored by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. Hey, it's uh, sacred animal time, and I want to invite and introduce my beautiful wife, Wendy Pilot. Wendy's been an animal advocate for many years, and we discussed for you know the last six years 
about our sacred animals. And I've learned so much over the years, Wendy. So uh, again, thanks for everything and welcome back. Yes, thanks everybody. My name is Hanaji Hihani. That means care is for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and it's always a pleasure to do that. And today we are going to have a fun fact oh, day. Just yeah. like the old fun back. Pro- Fun Fun Fact fact Fridays, but (laughs) yeah, if I can't make it on a Friday, we have to make up for it, right? Right on. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes there's so much uh, doom and gloom in the animal world, and we do talk about a lot of serious subjects on the show about animals, and sometimes it's just a fun day to like kick back and just talk about fun things and just laugh a little bit. Um, So I have this site, and it has... um, the, it's the fact site. That's what it's called. And I have over 300 facts about oh, don't, animals. Don't tell people that. They'll, well, but they'll you start know, their own radio show. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start from number 300 and go up because I never get that far, <laughs> right? If I start from number one, we never get to 300. Oh, so yeah. we're going to start All from right. 300 first. But um, so we're just going to go through these and, and like laugh a little and talk about these. The so, lifespan of a bush baby is 14 years. What's a bush baby? Okay. A bush baby is that... Um, kind of like a little monkey looking animal with the really 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 big eyes and little um and and ears so robert that's a bush baby oh wow you could look it up they're very very cute um and some big eyes they and do some alien this is a fact that i really really love where are they from uh the galapagos islands and other places okay yeah Millions of trees are accidentally planted by squirrels that bury <laughs> they bury their nuts and they forget where they hid them. So go squirrels. They're yeah. planting trees. We need them for our oxygen, right? Johnny Apple squirrel. I see feed. them too. And you know what? They're really, well, I have to say, they're, they're not so smart. Stuff. They're oh. burying the, st- the nuts in the snow too. Yeah. Well, yeah that so. might work, you know, once it, it might. thaws. I know. Or they'll find it and have a tasty snack and never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what What's the percentage that they, they find? I think it's like 50%. Yeah, it was something like that. It's yeah, crazy. I know. The slowest fish is the seahorse, which oh. moves at about 0.01 miles per hour. They're both female and male, aren't they, seahorses? The Didn't you have a fun fact one time I about did. that? I can't the, remember. The fun fact about seahorses is that the male is the one who gets pregnant and gives birth. Well, that wouldn't go well in our mm-hmm. society. Yeah. Because I'm a delicate flower. <laughs> exactly. Jeez. You are. The big five is a group of animals of Africa. The Cape Buffalo, Elephant, Leopard, Lion, and Rhino. So sometimes you'll hear about the Big Five. So that's what that is. Hmm. Some lions mate over 50 times a day. That's disgusting. Lions? Lions, yes. Wow. A rooster is simply a male chicken. Yeah. Some of these I'm going to... That's a good one. Some of these I'm going to have to skip over because they're not appropriate. (laughs) Jellyfish, uh, <laughs> jellyfish well, I think evaporate too in late the sun because they're ninety-eight percent water. It's too late for that, Wendy. The uh, lion's a sex addict. I know just, it's terrible. Okay, before they're even born, sand tiger sharks 
eat their twin brothers and sisters. But I wonder who gets who. Wow. Yeah, I guess they do. Did you know that there are no ants in Iceland, Greenland, and Antarctica? No even, ants. Even in Antarctica? Because it sounds like ant, Antarctica. <laughs> no? Is that why you said that? Okay. Uh, this one I'm going to skip. You can't hear this one. <laughs> oh. Dolphins can eat up to 30 pounds of fish a day. Wow. Yeah. So we need to stop uh, fishing all these fish in the ocean so that the oh. whales and the dolphins can have, have it. Yeah, there's whales like in the Pacific Northwest who are like hungry because there's not enough food for them. Right. Thanks, China. Exactly. Hummingbirds are the only birds who could fly backwards. I remember saying that once. Yeah, you yeah. must have got down to 300 at one time. Well, I think I've just found that on a different site and have, uh, this is our cat, Lucy. She's here for the sacred animal section, as, as always. always. There is no record of a human being attacked by a healthy wolf. So it would be only a wolf who's like really in distress or very sick who would, you know, maybe feel threatened who would do that. Hmm. African elephants have bigger ears than Indian elephants. So they should. <laughs> the better to hear you. Exactly. The swan has over 25,000 feathers on its body. Wow. Yeah. A moose, uh, moose have very poor vision. Some have even tried to mate with cars. Okay. That was one of those inappropriate <laughs> ones you should No, the other out. one was very inappropriate. Um, a giraffe has the same number of bones in its neck as a man. That's a lot of bones. I think the average, I think a human being has like 206 bones. Or Not in two. our neck. Not in our neck, in our whole body. Right. Yeah. But we have the same amount in each neck. Well, a no? giraffe or... has the same number of bones in its neck as a man. Look up how many bones a human man has frogs cannot swallow without blinking wow this is gross but i'll hyenas eat uh regularly eat the feces of other animals that's kind of gross but i guess yeah. it keeps the area cleaned up right yes a, <laughs> a full-grown bear can run as fast as a horse that's why you just never I don't know if you encounter a bear. That's like one of my fears if I go into the wild. Like, not that I go into the wild, but that's what I would fear. Remember, we were going to rent that little cabin in the woods. Danielle's? Yeah. And then she told us, like, to bring bells and whistles with us, like, to make noise is when you're walking. Is that why we didn't camp out there? I was wondering about that. I was afraid of the oh, bears. Had eagles there too. There is no visual difference between male and female herons. Oh. Isn't that like a bird, a heron? It's kind of like a crane, yep. right? It looks mm -hmm. like a crane. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Tiger Day is the last Sunday in September. Huh. <laughs> oh, good to know. Scientists had to go 45 million years back in history to find the elephant's oldest ancestor. Say yeah. that again. Scientists had to go 45 million years back into history to find the elephant's oldest ancestor. Oh, it's wow. probably like one of those dinosaurs, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. So they're prehistoric is what they're saying. Yeah. Like alligators or mm-hmm. or lizards or yeah. turtles or something mm-hmm. like that that look prehistoric. Yeah. Right. All dolphins have different whistle whistles. We yeah. don't whistle in the dark. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that, right? Yeah. Okay. Give okay. Okay. Here's, here you go. Listen to this one. You are more likely to be killed by a champagne cork than by a poisonous spider. So you really shouldn't <sighs> be afraid of poisonous spiders because that seems really rare. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Heron's eggs. We were just talking about the heron. Yes. Eggs have a greenish blue pale color. When a giraffe ages, their fur darkens. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Exactly. Because mine lightens. I got a white beard now. <laughs> yeah, your top of your hair isn't turned uh, light, but it's thinning. But anyway. <laughs> wow. Female harp seals get, get in groups to have their babies once mating season is over. Wow. Okay. Give us one good one. One more. A group of whales is called a pod. Hey, thanks for listening to Native Roots Radio. Free Leonard Peltier now. We'll be back. 